On today's episode of the Bourbon Bites podcast, we're getting weird with some unexpected combos, including Arby's vodka, Netflix gaming, and barrel seagrass. What on earth is going on? Stay tuned and find out. Hey everybody and welcome to the Bourbon Bites podcast. I'm your host Clifton and today's show is jammed packed with news and reactions and I figured it's all relevant and it's all timely so I'm going to get into as much of it as I can tonight because I'm so excited to talk about some of these things. Some of them are very, very strange um, but that doesn't mean they're not fun to talk about. The first one's not really strange but um, I guess a little disappointing to some people. I don't know if it's official. I haven't seen anything other than a tweet about it um, but apparently there will not be a Van Winkle rye this year. Um, they did this before in 2017. Um, they said there wasn't enough stock of the older rye. There has not been a reason said for this uh, this time. Um, but honestly, like, <laughs> who's going to get their hands on that bottle anyway? I mean, I will say I have had the opportunity to try Van Winkle rye, and it was so good. It actually came, uh, it was at a bar in Charleston, South Carolina. I saw it on the shelf. I asked the bartender how much it was, and he, was, he showed me. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. But um, I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, hey, that's like a unicorn bottle I've always wanted to try, um, but not at that price. So he, he may have snuck me a little poor of it after he overheard that. And I got to say, it's very, very good. Now, <laughs> it's it's retail good is what I'll say. It's, it's not near, you know, the crazy secondary market, but that could be said about any, you know, secondary bourbon, especially anything with the Pappy or Van Winkle line uh, name on it. So um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's a little disappointing that there's not going to be a new one this year, but at the same time, like who would have saw it anyways, <laughs> but instead of Pappy, we are getting something new this year. Arby's is releasing vodka. Yeah. I read the headline and I was like, this is a joke, right? This is April fools, but no, they are actually releasing two flavored vodkas. There will be a crinkle cut vodka and a curly fry vodka. So these aren't just novelty names. These are actually different flavors of the vodka. The crinkle cut flavor is made with kosher salt and sugar. Um, whereas the curly fried vodka is distilled with cayenne, paprika, onion, and garlic. I don't know about you guys. I'm biased. I love a good curly fry. I am not a crinkle cut fry fan. I don't know about you guys. I just always, I grew up eating those when I was a kid and I was like, ah, these are just so potatoy. but curly fries, man, those are my jam. It's a toss up either curly fries or waffle fries. I, those are my two favorites. Although I am also a sucker for McDonald's fries. They're just when they're cooked, right. They're often not cooked, right. But when they are, they are delicious, but I'm very confused by this news, but I'm also like going to try to get a couple bottles. I may or may not have emailed them and asked if they did media samples. I highly doubt they will. Um, I, but if they don't, I will still plan to pick these up. They are going to sell for $59.99 each. Um, that supposedly includes shipping. They go on sale on the website. So if you just Google Arby's Vodka, you'll see uh, the website there. They go on sale November 18th. Um, but there's going to be a second round of releases on November 22nd. If you missed it and you're like, dang it, I really wish I would have bought that Arby's Vodka. I don't know. But I'm I'm honestly going to try to go for them, not just because, you know, it would be fun to have on a video, but also like I'm genuinely curious. Like I love curly fries. So if you made a vodka that actually tastes like that, I could see a lot of uses for that. I could see doing a Bloody Mary with it. Um, lots of, you know, interesting, like spicy kind of cocktails. It sounds really interesting. Um, $60, a little much, but I just hope it doesn't go like the Tesla vodka and like people flip it on secondary. That would be the most hilarious thing ever. If people are like flipping 
Arby's vodka, but you never know. I'm planning to open mine if I do get them, but we'll see if I'm able to snag a bottle on the 18th. And again, if I miss it, it's always the 22nd to try out again. So um, are you guys excited about this or are you guys like, what the heck? Why Why is Clifton talking about this? I don't know. I don't know either, but it was all over Discord. Um, so I had to share the news because I mean, <laughs> I love weird combinations, which is the theme of today's show. So I'm excited for it, but in a very um, not optimistic way is what I'll just say. So um, look for more on that. I'll let you guys know if I happen to get my hands on it. Um, but I do want to go ahead and talk about what whiskey I'm drinking today. I, since we're on the theme of weird combinations, I thought the weirdest bottle I have in my collection, but one that I have quickly fallen in love with is Barrel Seagrass. So if you're not familiar with Barrel Seagrass, it is a uh, special bottling, or I guess it's, it's not just one release, there's several releases of it, um, but it is a release from Barrel Craft Spirits, who you guys know I love. I've had them on my channel several times. Uh, but this is a weird one. It's a blend of American and Canadian rice, um, but they've all been finished in rum casks. They've been finished in apricot brandy casks and Madeira wine casks. So holy crap, that's a that's a lot of finishing and it's a combination of different rice. But I have just absolutely loved this bottle. I actually had a sample of it sent to me from the distillery and I couldn't get enough. I had to go buy a bottle. They're about $90 MSRP, um, but I figured it would be a good one, a weird one to have on the podcast today. So let me go and get that poured. So this one I have is 119.3 proof. It was one of 13,309 bottles. Um, but like I said, there's not just, um, I think there's multiple batches of this. This may be the first one. It just was announced this year, 2021. Now the back of the bottle says it was distilled in Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and Canada. So like I said, it is an interesting combination of rye whiskey. I do love rye, so I'm obviously very excited about this bottle and it's already half gone because I've been sharing it because it's such an interesting one. So let me go ahead and give that a nose real quick. Oh man, that is so bright. It's super uh, fruit forward. I don't know exactly which fruit. It's definitely kind of leaning a little bit like peach, um, but it's it's really, really bright on the nose on, on first whiff of it. Now the name seagrass kind of invokes a maritime kind of uh, essence to it. And I will say the nose does have a little bit of like a briny aspect as well. It is bright and it's very fruit forward, but I guess if you were to salt a like melon or something, that kind of is what I'm leaning towards with this. It's, it's a little salty and briny on the nose, but it's still very fruit forward. Yeah, it's very clearly a rye on the nose, um, but there's a lot going on with it, especially with the finishes. So I think we're going to try this one to figure it out. So cheers. Let's go ahead and give it a taste. Oh, man, that is really good. You know what it kind of reminds me of? I don't know if you've had the um, like Japanese sodas. I think I forget what they're called, but they're the ones that have like the little ball on the top that you pop into it. But it has like a fruity, like bubblegummy kind of flavor to it. Um, but it's something that actually works really, really nicely with traditional rye notes. I'm really digging how complex this flavor is. I mean, you would think that maybe they overcomplicated things by doing all the different finishing on it. But honestly, it makes for an even more interesting spirit. I think rye handles finishing very, very well. I mean, some of my favorite ryes are finished, whether it's a toasted barrel like a Michter's, uh, Midwinter's Night Dram with the port cask, or even just some rum finished rice like uh, the Doc Swinson. So this combines all of the different types of finishes that I like, puts them all into one and combines it with rice. So that's a winning combination for me. 
This has got to be my favorite thing I've ever tried from Barrel. Um, I hope they do more weird experimenting like this. I have tried Dovetail, which is kind of similar. I don't think it gets as funky with the finishes. Um, there's a few other ones that they've done that are special releases that I haven't dived into yet. But I'm curious to know, um, do other people like seagrass? Because I've shared it and everyone I've given it to, first of all, seems very surprised when they taste it. They're like, what is going on in my mouth? But at the same time, they all tell me that they really like it. And a lot of them go out and buy a bottle shortly after. So let me know what you guys think of it. Um, on our Discord server, which you can join at bourbonbites.com. You can also call in and leave me your comments and questions for the show. You can call me at 818-660-5782. Leave me a voicemail there, and I would love to feature it on a future episode of the podcast. But I don't know. I'm just so enamored by how good this seagrass is. I, Like I said, I've drank half the bottle after just picking this up about a month and a half ago. So I'm going to have to buy more before they disappear because it's just so so delicious. Now, finish-wise, it takes a little bit of a weird turn. I think that's probably its weakest point. It's not as long and interesting as I thought it would be. The palette is so dynamic and so bold, but like once you've finished it, it kind of quickly goes away. However, it just makes you want to go for a second sip, so let's go ahead and try it again. Yeah, the finish, like I said, it's it's not super long, but it is nice. It's like a those um, candy hearts you get on Valentine's Day. I think they're called like sweet hearts. That's the first thing that comes to mind. They leave a bit of like a powder, like a chalkiness in your mouth. There's a little bit of that on the finish, but it's not off-putting. And I don't want that to come across as like, this is super sweet. I've had some rum finished whiskeys that are way too sweet. This isn't that. It's actually really balanced. It's just the finish leaves you with a nice little poof of sweet hearts dust. <laughs> So now that we've mentioned some whiskey news, we got to talk about some exciting gaming news as well. First of all, there's a new Among Us update out, and it may be the biggest update to the game yet. Um, so they released a trailer on their YouTube channel. They had a whole blog post about it. There's a lot in store with this update. First of all, they're adding achievements. So wherever you're playing the game, you can earn achievements. Um, something that I'm surprised wasn't in the game before, especially like on Steam. But it's nice that they're adding that. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. One of the most exciting aspects is a new store interface. So they are adding a lot more customizable options, not just, you know, free things that you can unlock by, you know, earning experience points, but they're also adding paid items to the store. Now, I know at first you're like, oh God, it's turning into one of those pay to play things, but I will say these are all purely cosmetic. They are not um, influencing gameplay whatsoever. So they're all totally optional. Um, but they're actually adding a, a new way to pay called stars. So you earn your typical beans is what they call them for your experience. You can use those to unlock certain things, but stars will unlock premium items. So if you want to have, you know, the latest outfits, you probably want to put a couple, a few bucks into the game. But again, it's all totally, you know, cosmetic. But I'm excited because I always felt like there wasn't enough like outfits or like you could have pets with you. I felt like it was pretty limited. So to see that they are expanding that, yes, they're having to, you know, make you pay for it but they explain like there's a lot of work that goes into that and honestly the game's only five dollars on steam or you know it's like free on mobile uh so it's it's not that unexpected that there's going to be some kind of paid um you know I, I guess it's like dlc downloadable content but it's more again just for make your character look really cool um so there's that they have these things called cosmic cubes i think that they're introducing which are kind of like a it's like a tier based thing where you go through and you unlock different uh cosmetics like i said if you have a cosmic cube activated i'll say this i have not tested out these new mechanics yet but it sounds like there's like a new like branching path system so i i don't you 
know, I'm not disappointed that they are adding a paid aspect to the game. I think it's such a popular game. I don't blame them for wanting to get more money from it. And the fact that it doesn't affect the gameplay, that actually is the biggest selling point to me. Because it's not like they're trying to, you know, have people basically pay to play or pay to win, dare I say. But that's not all. Oh, no. Because the biggest, I think, in my opinion, the best part of this update is the new roles they are introducing. So before you all just kind of played together, no one really, you just did different tasks, it was random, but now you can take on certain roles um, in your party. So three of the new roles are for crewmates, who are the people that are not the imposter. One is a scientist who can access vitals at any time, so they can see, you know, who's alive or who's dead. Now, there, all of these are very limited, so you don't have access to this, you know, throughout your entire gameplay session. With the scientist, you actually have to recharge your battery of your vital device. But engineers can actually use vents, so not only the imposter can vent now, the engineer can use it. That could really trip you up because you can see someone use a vent and it could just be an engineer. <laughs> uh, the next role for crewmates is called a guardian angel. They can cast a protection shield around the remaining crewmates. So if you time it right, you can actually save your crewmates from an attack. Um, which, if that happens, you know, then you can actually report the person trying to kill you. Not sure that your crewmates will believe you, um, but it's actually a pretty cool feature, and I, I'm excited to see that in action. And there is one new role for the imposter. So you can become a shapeshifter. So you can disguise yourself as any of the other crewmates. So you can frame someone. I love that. It's, again, limited time. You can't do it, you know, for the full match. But you can disguise yourself as another crewmate, kill someone, and you know they're all going to blame that crewmate. And they're like, I saw so-and-so kill so-and-so. But no, they were just shapeshifting. So super cool. I think this is going to really amp up the gameplay. It's going to add another layer of depth to the game. And honestly, I'm just really excited for it. So if you are too, make sure you are on our Whiskey and Gaming Lounge Discord server. We do random gaming nights um, very frequently. So if we want to test out those features, we might do it sometime soon. So make sure after listening to this, you join us and we'll most likely post about that in the arcade room. Um, but we have a tipsy gaming uh, voice and video chat lounge where we do all of our gaming sessions. So keep an eye out. If you see us on playing something, feel free to hop on and jump in. So I told y'all this podcast was jam-packed. Well, there is another piece of gaming news that I have to talk about. And it's another weird one. Netflix announced that they are introducing Netflix gaming to Android and iOS. So there are going to be new Netflix branded games in the app stores. These are only accessible to people that have a paid Netflix subscription. This was available on Android a few days before iOS, but as of today, when I'm recording this on the 10th, it's now available on iOS. So, you know, I had to download all of these new games and try them out and give you my thoughts on each of them. The first one I played is one called Teeter. Now this is a balancing game where you lift two sides of a beam and you roll a ball left or right, basically trying to get it go through a hole. I don't know if I've talked about this very much before, but I am very much a casual gamer. I love having, you know, simple games I could just pull up on my phone, whether I'm, you know, on a break or on an airplane where there's no signal. I love casual games that are offline and Netflix nailed it with these. Um, so I believe all of these are offline games, so you don't have to be connected to the internet. You, you do have to to validate that you are a Netflix subscriber. Um, it is linked to your profile on Netflix. But as far as I know, I don't think you actually have to be online to play um, these games. Of course, there are more features like leaderboards and stuff when you play online, but um, I love that. It appeals to the type of gamer that I find myself being like, yes, there are some games that I really love diving into the story on. 
Um, but a lot of times I just want something casual, something quick and something fun. The next one I tried is one called Card Blast, um, which is basically a poker style game. You, you make pairs and flushes, like basically the rules of poker, but it's all about combos and doing it fast paced. So you have like an ever flowing line of cards and you try to make as many combos, but don't submit it too early because you're two of a kind, may become three of a kind if you wait it out. So there's a lot of strategy involved. It's actually probably one of my favorites um, from this initial launch. I caught myself playing it throughout the day. It's just a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, the next one that I tried was called Bowling Ballers. So this is your typical, I guess they're called runner games. It's kind of like Temple Run. You're a bowling ball in this game and your goal is to knock over pins and collect coins while avoiding obstacles. So you're endless, I guess endless scroller is what it's called. I don't actually know. Well, let me let me Google that. What what kind of game is Temple Run? Ah, I was right. So they're actually called endless runners. So not necessarily that there's no ends to levels, but that's basically how it presents itself. Honestly, another really fun one. It's super hard. I will say I, I died several times, but I was able to complete the daily challenge. You got to be quick, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. So I think that's probably my second favorite of the casual games. Uh, lastly is one that I just couldn't really get into because of how difficult it was. It's called Shooting Hoops. So basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. You are a basketball. Um, but you have like a little um, like pellet gun or like a, a blaster and it rotates around. So you press, you tap on your screen to shoot the ball and make it bounce around the screen. And your goal is to get it into the baskets. It's really hard, y'all. I like struggle. I'm not even through the tutorial yet. <laughs> it's it's definitely a, a strategy based game. Again, you have to know when to blast. Um, it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely something that you got to take, take your time to learn the mechanics of. I think this would be a good one to play like on a plane when you have a lot of time to dedicate to it. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but honestly, it's still a lot of fun. There are also two adventure-based games included in this. Now, both of these games have come out before, um, but I've actually never had the chance to play them. I think they were paid or they were part of, you know, Apple's um, gaming subscription. There's Stranger Things 3, the game, which follows along with the story of the season three of Stranger Things, which if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. Honestly, I think season two was like my least favorite, but season three was awesome. It, it picked up all the things that I loved about season one. Um, so there's that game. They're they're all pixel based. So if you are a lover of classic retro games like myself, you will absolutely love the aesthetic of these two games. The second one is called Stranger Things 1984, which is another pixel based game. I think this game actually came out before the other one. But I will say this one, it, it feels a little rough. The season three game is a little more refined, a little more, you know, playable to the average person but 1984 definitely has the difficulty of like a classic arcade game because you don't know what the heck you're supposed to do most of the time I definitely need to read a walkthrough um next time i play it um speaking of stranger things actually this past weekend my husband and i went to a pop-up store that was a stranger things themed store it was so cool i actually am posting it on my instagram story um when i'm releasing this podcast so make sure to go check it out that was such a cool experience you basically walk through the front entrance then you are right in the living room um, with the iconic you know alphabet christmas lights from season one it's just it's so cool there's a lot of cool photo ops there um so it's like i said it's like a pop-up so there are photo ops but there's also shopping so they have a bunch of exclusive merch um t-shirts hoodies um themed like socks and things like that i think the only thing that I actually bought from it was a magnet that says welcome to Hawkins if you guys don't know I collect magnets from all of the vacations I take we put a magnet up with a little printout of a photo from that trip so we definitely took a picture with a Demogorgon that is going to make its way under the Hawkins magnet it's so cool but they had the, the living room they had the Starcourt mall which was crazy they, the lights flicker and go crazy the, the screens all glitch out like I said I'm going to put it on Instagram if you haven't seen it 
Um, but it's so, such a cool experience. Very well done. And again, it's free. Yes, you can buy the merch. You can buy the magnets and the t-shirts, which are pretty pricey, but it's free to go through. They have one right now in Los Angeles, which is in Glendale. Um, they also have one in New York. I don't know the exact location of that. These are running through mid-December. So if you're near any of those cities, look up Stranger Things pop-up store. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's definitely to promote the new, the new season, which is coming out soon, which I'm so excited for. Again, a little bit of a Stranger Things fanatic. I love the aesthetic of that show, obviously. I mean, do you see the influence with, with my channel and <laughs> my Bourbon Bites branding? You can tell I'm a lover of that era. So I think that about does it. Like I said, that was a lot of news, um, but it was all stuff I was excited about. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to leave me a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're not yet following me, make sure to do that because that really does help me out. I can see when people download episodes, it, it really does mean a lot. It helps me know I'm, you know, not wasting my time with this. But make sure to check out my YouTube channel as well. Um, last night's stream was Penelope Bourbon. We tried their Toasted series, their Rosé Cask. Really fascinating folks. So definitely check out that stream. This Saturday, I'm having my good friend Brandon come over. We are doing an Obtanium flight. So we're going to be comparing a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, and 15-year-old uh, whiskey, some of which are hazmat. They are extremely high proof. I'm so, so excited to do that um, with Brandon. Of course, it's always fun having him over. We might get a little, might get a little toasty, but um, it, it's going to be a great time. And I, I love the Obtanium that I've tried. I've only tried one so far, so I'm excited to try all three of the ones I picked up. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that on YouTube and stick around for the next episode of the podcast coming every Friday. So thank you all for listening. This has been Bourbon Bites Whiskey Reviews with a gaming twist. I'm Clifton. Cheers. And I'll talk to you next podcast.